Hello, this is Atanya for Shabbat, the 23rd of Kislev. <laughs> what is a good guy and what makes someone a bad guy? Even young children grapple with this question and begin to pick up the differences. Wow, that was so nice. What a good boy. Or sometimes the opposite. Look how mean that boy was. What a bad person. But to be in the middle? What does that even mean? Beware, the Alder Rebbe tells us, the labels that we so easily slap onto others are superficial descriptions of the person. In his golden language, the Alter Rebbe states, This is not the inner essence of the person. It's just a nickname. Similar to the way, for example, you might call your child my angel, a term connoting innocence and perfection. Or in Jewish law, someone found innocent in court is referred to as righteous in judgment. These terms are not literal. Your child is not really an angel, and the victorious defendant is not essentially righteous. When the Alter Rebbe describes a person, he describes their very essence. The determining factor regarding who is righteous and a good person is not the amount of good deeds compared to his quantity of bad deeds. What makes all the difference cannot be determined from the outside. It's all about what goes on in the heart. A tzaddik, a righteous person, his essence is purely good and so are his actions. The rasha, the wicked person, his essence and his deeds are both evil. The Benini, the middle guy, possesses attraction to both good and bad, but the good always overpowers the evil. Hmm, is this confusing? In chapter 12, we'll get a full understanding of what the Benini truly is. But to get there, we first need to explore ourselves. Who am I? Guess what? I am not one. I am two. Because each person possesses two souls, an animal soul and a divine soul. What? An animal? That doesn't sound very nice. But the animal soul is found in the blood of every person, and its responsibility is to ensure your physical survival. And yes, it operates like an animal. She only cares about her physical needs. She is self-centered and feels entitled to everything. Sometimes she demands it rudely, sometimes gently, but the goal is always the same, to get her needs met, and she is very generous about what qualifies as a need. The animal soul can be compared to a peel of a fruit. The peel is useful. It protects the fruit and it contains nutrients. But when all is said and done, it's just the peel and it's not the fruit. The animal soul holds us down and it keeps us grounded in this physical world. Like all natural things, different animal souls are composed of different combinations of the four basic elements of nature, which also exist in a spiritual way. Those four elements are fire, water, air, and dirt. And those four elements are also the source for all sorts of negative traits and impulses, such as anger, pride, laziness, and more. Interestingly, the spiritual source for the animal soul is the kind of spiritual impurity known as klipa noga, which is a translucent shell. It's like a shell that hides a nut inside, but it's translucent, so you can still see the fruit. It isn't completely concealed. In spirituality, this represents things that are a mixture of good and evil. Therefore, although for the most part the animal soul deals with physical pursuits, it also provides us with certain virtues, such as compassion and kindness. All natural goodness that exists in nature also stems from Klippat Noga. Birds of prey who bring food to their young, vicious dogs who faithfully protect their owners, and of course the kind things that human beings do for one another in order to keep society functioning. But you, as a Jew, have another dimension to bring into this world. A Jew has the ability not just to do what comes naturally, but things that break the boundaries of nature. These actions draw down God's sacred and infinite light into this world. Shabbat Shalom.